Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. You know, over the last few days, they've all kind of just become one. And yeah, I on Friday um, spent most of the day uh, running up and down the stairs from the apartment down to uh, a bomb shelter because the city we're in um, had maybe six or seven different air raid sirens during the day. And, um, yeah, it was, it's, it's very hard to kind of describe how that felt. And just, you know, each and every time we were given the all clear, then within like 15, 20 minutes to go back upstairs, to go back home. Um, but, you know, as soon as you heard the next firing or the one after that, or the one after that, you know, you couldn't help but worry if something bad was going to happen. I had been talking to my wife over the course of the first two days of the invasion and had discussed the idea of trying to leave the country and at first she wasn't keen, understandably so, um, because she has family in, in Rivna and in Ukraine. Um, and I totally understood that. Um, but I think after the, the last siren went off that Friday night, um, yeah, I think she realized that, that, just like me, really, she didn't really want to be living from, from one air raid siren to another. Right. And we were in a position where we were a lot closer to the Polish border than we would have been if we were still in Kyiv. Um, so we literally came back up the stairs and she told her mum and she said, look, let's go. Um, my mum and dad back home in Sligo had been saying, look, get them all home, get them all home. They can all come to Ireland. We'll look after them. It'll be fine. And we told them this, but, you know, understandably, it'd be very tough for them to leave their own home. Um, grandparents and all didn't want to go. They just didn't want to go. And as a result, um, mother-in-law didn't want to go. And totally understandable, you know, but quite tough. Um, so I think, yeah, in, in the space of six hours between midnight and 6 a.m., we packed up, we organized uh, the journey from Rivna to Lviv. Um, and yeah, at 6 a.m. we left, we left Rivna and headed towards Lviv where we were going to get a bus to, to Poland. And um, yeah, on the way we had to stop at a number of petrol stations because they were only limiting 20 litres per car due to the sheer amount of uh, volume of traffic at the traffic stations. What has that journey been like, uh, Bradley? What has it been like? Exhausting. Um, at so many points, it felt like it was never going to end. And I mean, as we speak right now, it still ha- it still hasn't ended. <laughs> but um, we are about two hours away from Krakow now in Poland. And yeah, just looking forward to... Um, a good night's sleep because I don't think we've had one since yeah. 
Tuesday, maybe. What's the mood like on the bus, Bradley? The bus was four and a half hours late. So, obviously, it was a bit tense, you could say, um, at that point. And then, you know, we had issues at the border. Our driver tried to overtake the queue of traffic, but was stopped by police and told to turn around and go to the end of the line. But then, uh, on our way back, he pulled in and there was a, a convoy of buses traveling up towards the border with women and children and he kind of just jumped in behind them um yeah. but yeah i think in total the amount of time we spent at the border but it must have been somewhere near 24 hours maybe more my goodness um thankfully we were allowed to get out of the bus and we were able to get out of the bus once we got closer to the border right um and yeah the reality of this was brought home in the, the statement you sent to me. You you were living in Kiev and you talked about a shell hitting the building that you knew very well and the supermarket you used. Can you share that story with us, Bradley? I think it, was, like, it might have been around 8 a.m. when I saw the pictures come in first and I'd seen that one large tower block, an apartment block, had been hit by a missile and it had taken out a huge strung up the side of the building and at first glance I didn't notice the building but then pictures kept popping up and videos kept popping up and I recognised the street name and then when different pictures started coming in then I could realise which building it was where it was exactly and it was yeah right next to a supermarket where myself and my wife have been countless times that's the reality of it I, I can't fathom it, really, you know. We've seen some very haunting pictures of parents, men saying goodbye to their children and their wives. You have just gone through that. That that whole scene that you and your wife have been through must have been absolutely <laughs> distressing. Yeah, I mean, more so for, for her than for me, but of course, you know, um, can't really put it into words. It's like something you see in a movie and, you know, when it happens in real life, it's, you, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just like right now, it kind of makes you speechless. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a moment you'll, you'll carry with you for the rest of your life. And it's, um, yeah, I, I think as well, once we get to where we're going now and we settle into our flat and we can lie down and the dog can lie down well then you know at that point as well then I think it'll, it'll, it might be a bit tough Southeast Radio's Morning Mix